Welcome to Fact and Suspicion. I'm your host, Dan, here with my co-host, Ben. Hello. And today we're going to discuss the disappearance of Brandon Swanson. Not to be confused with Brandon Lawson. Right. It, though, honestly, this one does have some, I would say, eerie similarities to that case. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a uh, there's a call similar to that one, right? Well, it's, it's, it's not, not a 911 call, though. It's, it's not as interesting a call as the as the Brandon Lawson call. But, but basically what happened with, with Brandon Swanson is that he vanished while on the phone with his dad. Right. right. He just, just disappeared. Um, and it's it's really intriguing. But Had he we, broken down as well? Uh, no, he his car was stuck. Okay. It wasn't broken down. Uh, but let's let's get into the details and, and get started with the story here. Now, Brandon was a 19-year-old college student at Minnesota West Community and Technical College. Okay. Uh, May 13th was the last day of classes at Brandon's college. Okay. And that night, there were going to be several parties, people celebrating graduation, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And Brandon went to a couple parties that night. The first party he went to was in Lind, Minnesota. Now, Brandon is from Marshall, and Lind is only about 10 minutes away from there. It's it's not that far. Uh, After he was at the party at Lind for a while, he drove up to Canby, Minnesota, which is about 30 minutes from Marshall. Uh Um, And he went to another party there with some more of his friends. These are just friends from college, basically. you know. Uh, And Brandon, we do know that he had a drink or two at the party at Lind. And people at the party at Canby said he only had one shot of whiskey there. So that probably didn't have too much to do with his disappearance? Maybe not. Um, they, they say he didn't seem to be impaired. right? So, But but then again, these are probably drunk college students. Right. right? I mean, if, when your source is a bunch of intoxicated kids, it's hard to say for sure. Hard to say. Also, would like to note that Brandon wore glasses because he was legally blind in his left eye. Okay. Uh, let's just keep sure that, that in mind was exacerbated well. by driving at night, too. Uh, it probably would have been, I would imagine. Now, as I said, he didn't seem to be impaired, but his friends did say he left that party in Canby around midnight, by most reports. Different articles say different things, usually right around midnight. But again, our only source for that are drunk Drunk college college kids. Yeah, exactly. He left there heading back to Marshall. That should have only been about a 30, maybe 45-minute drive Mm -hmm. going down the main highway. But Brandon did not take the main highway. Apparently he was that intentional. Took back roads, yeah, apparently. So, um, it, and I would say a lot of people say, "Oh, that's so strange that he didn't take the main highway; he took back roads." Not particularly. No, but especially if you've been drinking, right? Yeah, um, of course. Because you, you you're worried about cops pulling you over. He's underage. He's had a DUI in the past too. Then it makes perfect sense that he would take back roads. Exactly, he's going to take back roads. I mean, I mean, I live on a back road. You know, with it, it connects two other back roads. But there's really no reason for anyone to be driving down that road. Right, right. There's like 16, 17 houses on my road. I'd say two or 300 cars a day go by my house. Yeah. You know what I mean? And these are all people probably trying to avoid the cops. Yeah, cops are going to be right. where there's far more traffic. Exactly. So it's just it's just people doing doing that. And I'm sure yeah, he was trying to avoid the cops. It strange in the no. side. I, I, mean, I know I've had a lot of people argue that. We've right? both but, been there. Yeah. Oh, no. I've, I've avoided cops on back roads. Uh, now, at some point on his drive home, he uh, he drove his Chevy Lumina into a ditch and couldn't get back out. Uh-huh. Uh, we don't know why, if he like swerved, missed something, what happened, but he ended up with the car in the ditch, couldn't get back out of the ditch. Was it badly damaged? No. Actually, there was no damage to the car at all. It was so, just it was just in a, in a, a way in the ditch that the tires were off the ground, so he couldn't get any traction. Okay, so it certainly wasn't high speed. No, no, okay. no. It, it's probably just, a, just some kind of accident. 
he ended up in the ditch. Couldn't get out though. Uh, about two a.m. he calls his parents. Mm-hmm. Now remember, this is this, he left at midnight. This is about two a.m. And he was what, like a half hour away? Yeah, 30, 45 minutes away. But it would have been longer taking the back roads, obviously, oh, yeah. but not two hours, I don't think. Now, he, he calls his parents about 2 a.m. And uh, he tells them that he's near Lind again. Okay. Which is a bit out of the way to get home. It's, it's, it would, it's out of the way to go through Lind to get back to Marshall. Like, uh, Canby is north of Marshall, northwest. Lind is southwest of Marshall. But he think? had just been there before going to the second yeah. party, right? Yeah. Was he going back to see someone? I think he was just on his way home. We, we don't know for sure. Okay. Right? But... It's it's likely he was just on his way home, but he said he was in Lind. Okay. okay. Now he tells his parents where he is or where he thinks he is, and tells them to drive out there. and And they do. They they're on the phone with him. They drive out there, but they can't find him. They start flashing their headlights. Like he flashes his headlights from the ditch, and they're flashing their headlights driving, driving down the road. road. Yeah, trying to see if they can see each other. Right. But but they never can. And uh, Brandon ends up getting very frustrated uh, that you know he's telling them where he's at, but they can't find him. So he says, okay, I can see the town lights of Lind uh, up ahead. So he says he's going to get out and walk to uh, Lind and go to the uh, parking lot of this bar in Lind. And they'll just pick him up from the parking lot. I said, okay. So he's on the phone with him walking and he decides to kind of go off the road, thinking it'd be a little quicker if he can cut through a field a bit. Mm -hmm. I don't really know how far he was from the road. So curiosity, do we know if the lights he saw really were Lind? He, they weren't, okay, and we'll, he, we'll get to that. In he a was he was further away. Yeah, he was further he away. He thought he was. Okay. So, at any rate, um, he he's walking toward, toward he thinks the town, and he's on the phone with his dad at the time, and he tells his dad that he he says he can hear water close okay. by, um, and just a few minutes later, he says, "Oh shit," and the phone goes dead, and Brandon was never heard from again. Have they found his body? No. No, now that was, um, I think they were on the phone for about 45 minutes. So let's say 2.30, 2.45 when he goes missing. Um, his parents drove around looking for him for a while and they contacted police at 6 a.m. Okay. Now. Yeah, that makes sense because, I mean, they probably just, I mean, they were on the phone with him. Yeah, right? they don't think they anything's wrong. They're in the wrong place. They have no reason. Yeah, to they, they were, they were going to, well, I mean, they're going to go wait for him at the bar in the parking lot, drive around. They never did find him. Right. So at 6 a.m. they contact the police. Now, at the time, the police they they're saying you know it has been 24 hours we don't really need to do a missing persons you know he he hasn't been gone that long but they said listen we were on the phone with him we heard him say oh shit we think something's wrong yeah yeah you know you should go find so they they finally talked the police into looking into this and it takes a little while but there's some pushback but they do look into it okay. right and the police do a, a an invest a decent investigation at the time uh it's not like they once they start investigating they don't hold back or anything, right, right, right right um they get a hold of the cell phone records and when they start looking at the pings from his phone, they realize he was nowhere near Lind. Like, how far are we talking? We're oh. talking still. He was in a town or near a town called Porter, Minnesota, which is northwest away? of Marshall. It's a good way. It's probably like 30 minutes away from Lind. Is that in the, uh, you said northwest. Well, what direction was he supposed to be going or do you think he was going? Okay. So let's say he was far northwest at Canby. Okay. Right. And. Marshall's where he's going right here. Okay. Now, Lind would be down here. All right. Okay. And Porter would be like up here. So nowhere near where he thought he was. Do do we have any idea of where he took a wrong turn or what? Or, or do we think he took a wrong turn? Well, I, I would assume he did end up taking a wrong turn. Because why have that 
a conversation with your parents. Yeah, you he, he really thought he was near leaving. Yeah, yeah, I that think. Seems to be the case. Uh, and, and that doesn't just just to clarify, I don't think you need to be drunk to get disoriented driving around at night no, and think you're in the wrong place. Not. Like okay, so I was at a, a high school football game a few years ago, mm-hmm. five minutes from my house. All right. And you know, it's it's dark when you get out. I I took I took a turn on the wrong road. And Within a couple minutes, I had no clue where I was. Oh, I've been there, man. You know, yeah. I mean, granted, you can just keep driving down these roads. They're going to come out on a main road somewhere, right? So it's not a big deal. But I said, I was five minutes from my house and I ended up, I had no clue what road I was on. Was I made a road, wrong turn. It's dark. He's on these back road, rural roads. It's not very well lit. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you don't necessarily know who you are. He, I'm sure he thought he was near Lind. He'd probably been out, turned around for a while. It took him so long to get home. No, I've been there. I mean, I- yeah. I got lost in Atlanta one time. Had no clue where I was, and that's not even an area I was familiar with. So. Yeah, oh. yeah, exactly. So it's it's not it's not that hard to believe that would happen. No, right? no. Um, but yeah, they find his car up near Porter, and they said his car's not damaged. Um, there's no signs of foul play near the car. There's no blood. No no signs he would have been injured. Doesn't seem like it was a high speed accident. So if foul play took place, it would have been after he left the vehicle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they suspect that there might have been foul play? After Some people that? think there was. That's not the working police theory, which we'll Probably get into in a little bit. Yeah, and we'll get into what the police think in a little bit. But um, did they find? Uh, he said he could hear water. Was he correct about that? Uh, very likely, very likely. So here's what would happen: they they they're searching this area and they bring in scent dogs. Now I'm. You read different articles. I hear that it's scent dogs that pick this up and track him, or it's cadaver dogs that hit on this uh, river, the Yellow Medicine River, which was not too far from where his car was. Articles parked. report different things. Yeah, yeah. They say some say cadaver dogs, some say just bloodhounds scenting him. I think a lot of journalists. I see that mistake quite a bit. I think a lot of journalists don't realize there's a distinction. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if it was a cadaver dog, I don't think it'd been tracking him. The cadaver dogs are meant to hit on, right, on where right. the you know a dead body uh, is. Like, yeah. Surely they hadn't already. Yeah, there's not going to be a dead body. Yeah, well, there's not going to be a dead body near the car, or that's decomposed enough by this. Exactly. Yeah. So makes sense. I'm thinking maybe the bloodhounds tracked him from the car. That makes more up there, and then maybe the cadaver dogs hit around that. Okay. But I mean, it's hard to say. And and, and what I want to add to this is, I read a very interesting article about how scent dogs work. in regards to this case, uh, now a man named Ken Anderson uh, was interviewed by. Give me one second. Damn it, I lost my place. Sorry, that was going so well too. I can retract just a little bit. Maybe I should start bringing my mouse because I hit this damn trackpad sometimes. I've been there. And uh it's oh my There's okay. Where should we start back at? Um I'll go back to talk about the article I read. Okay. You, you're good there. Is there a good cut there though? Or did you go from we can go back a little ways farther? Um how about we just go back to where uh, I'll talk about the car's not damaged and no signs of foul play. And you can ask me again if if, if they thought there might be foul play. We'll just go from there. You know, what I could do, you've, since you've already done the lead into the article. Yeah. Well, no, because you, you couldn't remember the guy's name or the article thing. So we need to go back a little further than that shit. Mm-hmm. Well, what was your suggestion? I'll just go back to where we were talking about where they found the car. 
It's only a couple minutes. Okay. And you asked if there, I said there's, you know, it has, it wasn't damaged. You asked if there any signs of foul play. Well, I think I said there were no signs of foul play, and you asked if they suspected foul play. Uh, it was like what I said was something like, uh, so if there was foul play, it took place you after know, he right left after that's where I was talking about. They brought in the dogs. We could just start there. Okay, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Good. All right, you ready? Yeah. So they they brought in dogs, and um, this is where the articles I read get sort of confused because mm-hmm. some people are saying that it was cadaver dogs and some people say it was just bloodhounds that were tracking him you know since we've been looking into these cases i have seen that mistake quite a bit in articles yeah. i gotta think a lot of journalists don't understand there's a distinction between those two things exactly well they're saying that the dogs led to the yellow medicine river which would make sense with you know that had to have been he, a bloodhound though or something like that i right? think a so tracking dog? i think so right because there's no way a cadaver dog would track someone from their Car, right. like, and there shouldn't have been any cadaver around. in at the car, exactly. Anyways, even if there had been right. enough time so, for decomposition, I'm assuming the bloodhounds tracked him from his car to this the river right. we're talking yeah, about, that, that and maybe a cadaver dog hit around the river. Maybe not. Maybe that was just maybe they had cadaver dogs on scene. They just got the article was confused about yeah, you know yeah. what happened. Um, at any rate, though, to the Yellow Medicine River, not too far from where his car was, and how far of a walk would that have been? I'm I'm really not sure. Uh, depending on how long you've been walking, but maybe. no more than a couple miles. No, not far at all. Okay. not far, not that far at all. Now, uh, the problem with this though is, and I I wasn't familiar with this, but um, I read this article dealing with this case about how uh, how these scent dogs work. Right, uh, and a man named Ken Anderson, who is in charge of uh, emergency support services, that was who was uh, you know heading up the search for for Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that these scent dogs are not meant to be used in an area where winds exceed eight miles an hour. You know, I've looked at a lot of research on uh, on police dogs or uh, cadaver dogs and such, and I've never heard that before. It, like, did, did you have you seen that corroborated anywhere? No, but I mean. It, it sort of makes sense because, I mean, not many places do you have winds that get over eight miles an hour. But in rural Minnesota, they do. I guess that's true, yeah. It's probably just yeah. not an issue that comes up in mm-hmm. most places, yeah. And, uh, like, around here, it gets really windy, too. Yeah. So I don't know how that works around here. But um, he said that the dogs are not that accurate when winds pick up that much. Plus, the winds are changing constantly, blowing this way, then that way. That can make sense, yeah. Yeah, so any scent could be blown away. Uh, any material that, you know, genetic material may have been, you know, come off of them, may have been blown in a distance, you know. Or it so, could have been blown towards them, right? Right, exactly. So it's really hard to to say how accurate that was. Uh, matter of fact, Ken Anderson said that this is over a 100-square-mile area. But wouldn't the same go that, for the tracking dog as well, then? Or is that different? Well, that's what we're talking about, the tracking dog. Oh, I thought you I thought you were talking about the cadaver no, dog. No, I'm talking about the tracking dog. Okay, okay. So the tracking, we don't know how accurate these tracking dogs would have been when they actually, where they okay, found so him go to the river. the research I did was specifically on cadaver yeah. dogs. I'm not really sure that different. cadaver dogs even really did anything at this point. So, okay. But, like I said, we don't know how accurate where those dogs went was. They could have, he could have been some some other area. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying it's unlikely he went into the river right there, but they searched the river very, very well. Um, they searched like a hundred square mile area because that's what Ken Anderson said with the winds, you know, it could have been anywhere in that area. I mean, just intuitively, there was a body of water nearby and he could hear it. Yeah. And then suddenly the phone goes dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, intuitively that seems like he probably fell in the water. Now it could does. have been anything, of course, but 
I can see why investigators would think that. Yeah. But let's talk about that, though. Um, now, like I said, they searched the river very well. They couldn't find anything. And also, for most reports, this river's not very deep right there. It's more like a creek. Hmm. Um, so which, you could drown in it, but it'd be very hard to like disappear in it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, could drown in it if he hit his head and got knocked out or something. Right, yeah. But otherwise, we kind of doubt that. And when you add up the fact that we don't know exactly where we went into the river, they search a huge area because of that. Mm-hmm. They can't find him anywhere in that river, anywhere in the bodies of water nearby. They 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 don't think they probably don't think he drowned. They really don't think he did. Oh, so that's not even the working police theory right now. No, actually, the working police theory is that he fell into the river there. Okay. Um, maybe it ruined his cell phone. Couldn't call back after that. Makes sense. He climbs back out of the river and keeps on walking. But that night it got down around 40 degrees. Oh. So they think exposure may have may have killed him somewhere. It certainly could be a possibility. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the working police theory. So um, would, would they be saying that the when he yelled, oh, shit, that that was him falling then? Probably sliding down into the river. Yeah. Yeah. His dad also said um, he heard something sound like slipping. Oh. When, uh, when, when he said, oh, shit. But it's hard to say what that was. Like, if he had dropped the phone, it could have sounded like yeah. that. You know, it's, it's really it is very difficult to, difficult say. to say what that would yeah. have been. Um, so, yeah, we, we don't but it's know. certainly plausible. It's right. certainly plausible, yeah. Um, but that's basically it, and they've never found him. They never found, they didn't find any traces of him near the river. They didn't find any blood, uh, no pieces of his clothing, nothing like that. Uh, no signs of foul play anywhere. And he just sort of vanished. So even if he had climbed back out and kept walking, and it's come to the elements, you'd think they would find his body eventually. Yeah, you'd think so. Uh, but nothing, nothing has ever been found. Of course, you'd think that about Brandon Lawson, too. And Well, they did they, find his body. Well, are we sure, though? Yeah, they, Do I we think, know that for sure yet? I yeah, thought there was still well, testing being done. I'm pretty sure that his wife confirmed that it was, it was him. That that tweet, that they the family said they believed it was him, but they still had testing to be done. I'm not sure if that testing's going right, well, to Well, maybe not. But they seem to have found Brandon Lawson at any rate. Um, I certainly hope so. God, I hope yeah. so. But Brandon Swanson, they still have not found. Uh, there are a lot of other theories online. I mean, there are some theories of people like abducted by aliens. That's why he wasn't where he thought he was. Um, and I, obviously, I'm, I'm not saying that I I don't think alien abductions have ever happened, but I've never seen any real evidence of it. So Sadly, that I'm doesn't not, surprise me at all, given yeah. the circumstances. That does kind of seem like a lot of the uh, like uh, alien conspiracy theories that you hear, like the, yeah. the circumstances there. Yeah, also, I mean, I don't think he'd be on the phone and say, oh, shit, when an alien, alien drops doesn't by. make sense. At any rate, um, <laughs> you've got that. Uh, some people think that, you know, he met with foul play, that, you know, he may have been killed, but... Again, don't you think they would have found some sign of foul play at well, the this question, car? I, I, you know, I think the water makes a lot more sense in this in this aspect because it seems like if he had been attacked, he might have dropped the phone, but why would it have cut out? Yeah, exactly. Falling the water, in the water would have mm-hmm. destroyed the electronics. Yeah. Yeah, and this was this is not like a smartphone either. This is one of those... Just a flip phone. Uh, right. Well, I don't think it was a flip. It was a Motorola SLVR, which is one of those, I think, like a stick phone. Oh, like okay. Nokia. Okay, so, I mean, I, I don't think just dropping that would really turn it off. Like you had to... If I remember correctly, the Nokia I had, you really had to kind of push on the button to get it to hang up. Yeah, but, yeah. So, that was one of my first phones, that, yeah. that Nokia like that. No, I mean, this was great. This was a Motorola, not a Nokia, but right, that right. type of phone, right? Um, so, you know, some people think maybe, maybe he was wandering... Uh, across someone's property and they saw him as you know nearly three in the morning they shot him 
But it seems like they probably found the body at some point. Probably would have found the body. And, you know, if, if he was trespassing and they got scared, I don't know if they would have covered it up. They could have said, hey, this guy was rocking. Do a lot of the theories, like, exaggerate how drunk he was? Yeah. Because that's some, my experience. Anytime somebody has been drinking at all. Yeah. Some but some of them really lean into the fact that oh he was drunk and didn't like, know where he was going. But people seem to think that once you're that, like if you've had anything to drink, mm-hmm. that just anything can happen. Right? Yeah, and, and they're, oh well, he went into, that explains his car everything. went into the ditch. But I mean, like if you're, you're driving down a road, you don't know. You know, and he could have been late like, at night. Given the fact there was no damage to the car, he could have been trying to turn around for all we know. Yeah, exactly. He he really could have been trying to turn around and not realize how deep the ditch was. Right. He slid off I mean, into it. I have done that very yeah, thing because there was no damage to the car. Right. You know, like like if you were going fast and went up into a ditch, there'd be damage to that car. That seems far more consistent with mm-hmm. trying to turn around or well, well let's say like or maybe were, even just park. Well, you know, let's say he he was kind of lost. He maybe he thought he needed to turn around, and go back the other way. Does that not make sense? Or maybe he was already on the phone with his parents at this point, and he thought just stopping would be the best bet. Well, no, he didn't call no, his he parents didn't until call he was stuck. After he was stuck. Yeah, right, didn't right. call his parents until he was stuck. After he was stuck. So yeah, a lot of the stuff doesn't add up. Uh, there was another interesting theory that I heard, which I, I don't really put a lot of stock in this one either, was that maybe someone had put some, like a farmer, put some traps on their land. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you do have up there, like you have got bear, you got mountain lions, stuff like that. Um, so people might be trying to trap something like that on their land, and he may have fallen in one of those traps. Then when they found him, they're just disposed of the body. I don't suppose there's any evidence. No that. evidence whatsoever of it. No, and there's no evidence for any of this other than the fact that they they did track him going into the river right there. So I, to to be honest, I think maybe he hit his head and drowned, or more more likely, I think the exposure theory is a pretty yeah, good I, one. Well, I mean, I just I think the fact that his phone didn't just drop that it mm. cut out completely right tells you it probably wasn't a surprise attack because like like i said if, if he'd been a, a jump from behind like i don't see how the phone would have shut off exactly uh also the water seems to explain that that part of it better than anything else also you know his phone wasn't found anywhere right like if oh, he was I, a, I should have asked about if that, he was attacked yeah. And dropped his phone. That phone may have been found at some point, right, right? Right, right. But no, he probably dropped the phone in the water, stuck it back in his pocket, kept going, and the phone was wherever the body is. Right. Um, but like I said, we we have no clue how far he could have made it. Um, you know, and I'm assuming they searched that entire like mm-hmm. quite well. It was just that when you get in such a large area, when you look at the fact that he, they don't even know for sure where he could have gone into the river. Right. Right. I mean, how far could he have gotten after that? When he came back out, which way did he go? How big of a distance is this? I mean, I guess the search radius would have to be pretty big. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they, they were searching 100 square miles. And was miles. this like densely wooded area or whatever? There was wooded area. There were fields. It was, it was kind of a mixture. It was a rural area. Okay. You know? So there's a lot of different stuff there. I mean, in some places, there may not be trees, but there's high grass, stuff like that, just brush, stuff like that. There's a lot of places to lose someone. Yeah. yeah. And, is you know, we, he could have like, you know, been so cold he tried to hunker down somewhere which would have been sort of hiding i'm not saying the cave but if there was a cave around there or or you know like up in some brush or something that keep him warm right, right, right. which would have hidden him more yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, this one it's a big mystery and it's crazy how he disappeared but i don't think this is not one of those that i i don't feel like there's any foul play in this you know i'm not going to subscribe to any of those i think the police actually have a good idea of what happened to this one um and with those dogs tracking him going to the river, the fact that he heard water, right? It, it just it that does seem to add yeah. up, yeah. Um, but again, 
I don't want to like a lot of people, especially Brandon Lawson, say, "Oh, he got high and you know got lost out there." This kid, you know, he was a nineteen year old kid. He may have had a few drinks, but everyone said he did not seem uh, inebriated. He did not seem like he he couldn't handle himself. His parents, who'd been on the phone with him for nearly an hour, said he seemed just fine. You know, that they he did not seem incapacitated. Though to be fair, uh, with Brandon uh, Lawson. Like he did seem to be genuinely. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he he did. I just don't, I just don't like to hear people talk about how drunk this kid probably was. Right, just wandered right. off because I don't think that's what happened. I think you know, and honestly, after it'd been that long since his last, if he left at midnight, this was two a.m. Right? Yeah. If he hadn't had that many drinks, he had plenty of time to sober up. Oh at that yeah, point. of course. You know, so I I think he's just fine. Some people say, oh, maybe he hit his head when he wrecked his car, but the car wasn't damaged at all. You know what I mean? So the point of the odds he's going to hit his head going off into a ditch where he wasn't even going fast enough to dent the and car. And if he did hit his head, how hard could it have been? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And and he told his parents he wasn't hurt. You think he would have told That's them? That's right, because he had a conversation with his yeah. parents right after. Yeah, you so. think he would have told them? So this stuff just doesn't hold water to me. I think he was just trying to, to walk home. He probably was disoriented about where he was. Was lost. But I think it's pretty obvious he was disoriented. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah obviously. Was, so. And, uh, you know, walked off into some water. He didn't realize it was there. And like again, that may not have even killed him. That probably didn't kill him. He maybe walked off and after that and yeah, you know, froze. obviously it's weird that they never found the body. But I mean, I guess animals partially could account for that, right? Yeah, and, and again, those just it's sometimes it's hard to find a body in those big areas like yeah. that. Um, and if you got animals, yeah, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. Um, I'm hoping one day they they can find something uh, to to close this out because his parents have. Spent years trying to get some kind of closure That's on this. Heartbreaking. You know? it's, I guess it's still open then. Yeah, yeah. And you know, another thing is these these are parents. Both of them drove out to get him. Like these are parents seem to be pretty close to their kid. Yeah, it's not like just one of them drove out. Like I'm going to stay asleep. You go. Right. They right. both came to get him. You know, like like they seem genuinely to care about their son. Seem like a close family. Yeah, it's just really sad. But anyway, that is the case. And again, it's a mystery, but I don't think it's as mysterious as Brandon Lawson was. No, no. no. Uh, or or some of the the others we've we've. I mean, I think some... listening to this story, uh, you, you know, obviously we can't know for certain, but I think there's a decent idea of what of what probably happened to yeah. him. Yeah, at least there's yeah. a, a plausible theory with Brandon Lawson. Who knows what happened to that? Dude? Oh, there, there's no like way it may have very well have been aliens. Yeah, it could have been. Like that, that, that may have been. He may have been seeing aliens when he was on the phone yeah. about going toward Abilene. I'd explain some of the shit he was saying. Yeah, possibly. At any rate, though, we hope you have enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you do like our podcast, please like and subscribe. Um, tell people. Tell people. We love it when you tell people about us. Leave us a comment uh, if you're on YouTube. Any way to interact with any of our content, we love that. But and most importantly, the best thing you can do to help us, if you want to support us, is tell a friend. Yeah. We appreciate it. We will see you next time. Thanks a lot.